you know, everybody thinks so far outside of here, and it doesn't even have to be outside of New York State, you know, like we can make a huge impact right here in our community. We all want safety for our kids. We all want clean communities. Um, and I feel like if we all came together and we stopped fighting about some of those other bigger things that don't really affect us every day, um, you know, we would have way better results. We'd have cleaner communities. We'd have more money for food for people who need it. We'd have so many more things if we could just have those conversations with our neighbors. These people live next to you. Don't be mean to them. <laughs>
we wanted to show everybody that we could build business and we can do all of these things. And if we come together in the power of numbers in young professionals, we can do some good around town. So a couple of years ago, we started the Shark Tank competition. Every Super Bowl Sunday, we jump into the bay. Um, we just did that over the weekend and we raised $10,000 in less than two hours for Angels of Long Island. And they take care of families and kids in our neighborhood and we love them. So, you know, I kind of built my career off of that, off of volunteering, off of doing favors for people and not expecting anything in return and just being kind to everyone. And now that I have opened my second business in a year, I am reaping the benefits of all of that work that I put into for years and years ago. So this year I opened up my second business in the Winston and I have a space for every hobby that I've ever had, any workshop, any small business owner that needs anything. Everyone in my network that I've built over the last 14 years has a home here in the Winston and can use that space as, as any way that they want. Whatever their mind thinks of, I'm ready. I always say, yes, I want to do it. Um, and the same thing in my stretch business too. You know, everybody needs to stretch. doesn't matter how old you are, what you do for a profession, how often you move your body. Everyone needs to stretch no matter what. So I just wanted to build business in that way for everyone, always leading with love and kindness. And it pays off. It really does. <laughs> so that's me. <laughs> That's amazing. That is honestly so refreshing. And I am just so filled with joy for having that kind of energy and passion and example in our community, because you're hundred percent right. There's so many people who go out there and try and just build a business by, you know, floating an offer out there and trying to just take advantage of someone to, to, to just get a customer in the door and make a quick buck. Right. And to see someone who's spent so much time building business by focusing on doing the right thing, right. And letting that reap rewards later on not that instant gratification they need that money today but like hey how do i do the right thing and serve my community and now you're reaping the rewards of that like that's so amazing so honor to you first of all for having the courage to do that and i would love to know like where does that come from for you where did where did you build that skill yeah so i you know i come from a long line of strong women who take care of their communities and we all do it in a different way uh, my grandma is a pastor, and that's the way that she takes care of her community. My mom loves taking care of like the Latino community in our area, um, and I just fell in love with Patrock. I, I said to myself, I was like, I am raising kids here. I'm working here. I'm living here. It's no one else's job to take care of the community and make it look the way that I want to, but mine. And I'm just creating you know, a great example for my kids that they have to take care of things that are bigger than them. And it always comes back to you. I mean, my my first business that I had was, you know, a old regular of mine, just someone I was really nice to 10 years ago. And I walked into his facility and he was like, hey, you look familiar to me. I'm like, yeah, I used to work in the coffee shop. So everybody knew me from there. And he's like, tell me about this stretch thing. What are you doing? And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm going to go get certified and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to need hands-on training and I'm going to need a location. And he gave me equipment. He gave me hands-on training. He gave me a space to practice out of. He didn't charge me right away, like an arm and a leg. He just was my friend about it. He was kind. And he just remembered me just being nice to him 10 years ago and gave me a shot. 
So the more and more that I keep going and I keep building in this community, I have stories like that over and over and over again for doors that were open for me just because I was kind to someone 10 years ago. So yeah, that's so amazing. It, it reminds me a lot of, of the difference between fault and responsibility. Like I yeah. have this conversation with my kids sometimes about, you know, it started out when we go for a walk and we walk past a piece of garbage. Okay. We see it. Let's pick it up. Mm-hmm. Like it might not be our fault that that cup is on the ground, but we yeah. see it. We live in this community. It becomes our responsibility to see it, pick it up, take care of it. Right. And that difference between fault and responsibility, I think you've been a great example of, of that. Like, Hey, it might not be my fault that this and this happened, but I see it. And can I do something about it to make it better? Yeah, I'm going to do that. So right. honor to you for that. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm just having a great time. I just love everything that I'm doing every single day. I just get to decide what I'm going to do with my day, whether that, you know, is going to Shark Tank competition or it's going to the plunge or I'm taking clients that that freedom, you can't put a price tag on. It's just incredible. That's awesome. And has that always been that way for you or you've, I mean, you've had traditional nine to fives in the past, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, before I was in stretch and before I was at the Winston, I was a catering manager for most of my career. Um, So I was doing weddings, baby showers, bridal showers, everything. Um, And I worked at a few different restaurants doing that. And eventually that took a toll on me. I was working 12, 14 hours a day. I wasn't seeing my kids. I was working every Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, until pandemic hit. When pandemic hit, I was the first one to lose their job because I was just going to work returning people's deposits for parties. I was costing the company so much money. So I got laid off when pandemic happened and I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I don't have hobbies. I don't have anything else to do. I didn't even know what my kids were watching on YouTube. I felt so disconnected from them. Like I realized something hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I am missing so much of their life. And so when pandemic came back, I tried to do something else. I went into interior design, hated that. That was horrendous. Um, And then I went back to restaurants, but I was able to negotiate a better schedule that worked for my kids. I worked during the day. Um, And then I was like, I can't do it anymore. My anxiety and my burnout just all came to a head. I lost a ton of weight all at the same time. Um, I'm always pretty small, but I was about 15 pounds underweight. And I couldn't carry plates in the restaurant anymore. So I stopped doing that. I had to focus totally on me and I went into stretch and I haven't looked back really. I love that. I love it. So being able to be in ownership and take care of the projects that I want to take care of, collaborate with the people that I want to, all of that just makes me feel so, so much better. And even though I'm working more hours than I ever did, I'm home for the bus with my kids every single day. I put them on the bus every day. I'm able to decide when I want to do that. Um, So it's been working out really, really well. And I haven't had any real issues with my anxiety at all. It's all really under control now. So it's just so much better. I just feel so happier, (laughs) so much happier. (laughs) Good. And how old are your kids now? They are eight and 11. All right. So like when like when this transition happened, like go back to mm-hmm. pandemic, they're old enough to really know what's going on and to have seen you kind of operating in that space. Has that yeah. ever been like a conversation with them as far as like, 
what life was like and how life is now and have they ever given you any feedback as far as how much better things are that you're able to kind of be present for them yes definitely and especially now as they're watching me run two businesses um in the last month they have had to come with me to work a couple of times they're here with me late they're here with me early um but they i also do numbers with them I will show them that if I do a 15 minute tour with someone on my event space and then it makes me a thousand dollars, I'm like, Hey guys, yes, we had to go to work late at night or yes, we had to do this, but we made a lot of money and I was home with you the entire time. So they very much appreciate that. They get excited about it. I'm buying them like a few little things here and there now. So they're very like, they're seeing the fruits of the labor. Um, and they see the way people react to me. They know that we can't go anywhere on Main Street in Patchogue without talking to 10 people. Um, and they think that I can do anything, which makes me so excited and so happy. My son's like, I want a skate park. Mommy, can you make that happen? Like, can Patchogue get a skate park? I'm like, excuse me, hold on, slow down. <laughs> Insurance costs a lot of money, so I understand why we don't have a skate park. Um, but they always just think like, well, how can we get this done? Anything that they wanna do, they understand that with the power of people and the power of numbers that we can get it done. So I really, really love that they will help me out here. They'll roll up their sleeves. They'll sweep with me. Um, and we're able to make way better decisions now. So they're very excited for all the things that we're doing. Yeah. Possibility that they see and that becoming the normal for them. Right. Like that's such a gift because then they become that example for their friends and, and their, you know, own little tribe when they start emulating the behavior and like the way that you carry yourself and the, and the possibility that you give to them. Yes. When you start hearing the feedback from them that they, uh, you know, they light up their friendships and they light up their classroom and that that's such a gift. Yeah, definitely. And the way that my daughter is in her Girl Scout troop, she's doing all of the same things that I do in my volunteer work she does with Girl Scouts. She's doing entrepreneurship. She's doing community service. All of this stuff is second nature to her. And she has been in more ribbon cuttings as a child than most adults because they just come with me everywhere I go. And they, this is like very much the norm for them. Like just doing business, like just taking care of people. That is the way that they have watched me work for years. And I, you know, they're going to continue doing it. So they're having a great time. They're not always that happy that they have to do all of these things, but they are very excited to watch us succeed. So, yeah. And I'm sure that they'll, they'll look back on those times as they get older and realize like all those little unique memories and all the perspectives that they gain from that. Right. So yeah, I, I agree. They'll they'll come to a point where they realize, man, maybe I didn't want to have to go with mom to go do that thing, but I'm so grateful that I did. Right. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah. What um, what do you think is next? Like, what's next for you at this point? From here. Yeah. I mean, I already have plans for more locations. Um, my systems are so tight that I am ready to just keep going. Um, the ages that my kids are, you know, when you come to the point where you're like, am I going to stay happy and stay home and balanced and not build further? Or I've reached a comfortable point or am I going to succeed? Am I going to push past that and just keep building? 
the fact that my kids are eight and 11 and I feel like I'm in a very much like a second life, I'm just going to keep building. So I, from ground, you know, from ground zero, I am definitely building systems and I have all different types of documents and SOPs. So that way, once I'm ready to move on and I want to build a second one and a third one, I have all of those things in place already. We did all the finances on it. I know all the reports, I have everything. Um, So my experience has really taught me that when you wait so long, like I've worked for some restaurants who have been open for 20 years and they don't have any of their proper paperwork that they need. They don't know any of the laws that they should know. Everything is willy nilly, no training. So I'm building to scale um, and I will definitely have more locations of both of my businesses by the end of this year, (laughs) hopefully. That's amazing. And I have zero doubt in that based (laughs) on your track record and your ambition, 100%. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So then <laughs> talk to me about like community aspects. Yeah. Because you're someone who's so tuned into what's going on. What do you think? Because this area for people who may not know is, is very thriving with nightlife and activity. And there's a lot of family actions and, and just a lot of things going on. And it's at least from what I've seen, seen a very good resurgence in energy and passion and a lot of people who are actively now taking roles in building things up. And I'm curious what you think is the next level up community wise and how much further we can take that same energy and passion that you bring to your family, your own businesses and from you for the community. How do we bring that further? So it kind of multiplies out. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's like, yes, further, but also sometimes that should mean like very close, tight knit. Um, so, you know, politically, a lot of people think of like whoever's in charge in Washington, right? But no one thinks about their local politicians and how close you can be, especially when you live in a place like a village, how close you can be to the people who actually affect your everyday life. So if those things don't exist or you don't know the answer to something, you need to raise your hand and start asking questions. Um, So for the people who want to start getting involved in community, start picking up the phone and figuring out who makes these things, um, who makes these decisions. You know, if there's something that you want that should look a certain way in your community, you have to be the person to fundraise for that. There's no reason why it can't be you. Um, So I tell people to really get involved in their community, ask questions, definitely start there sign up to volunteer literally anywhere. Um, And if it doesn't exist, go make it. You know, I was involved in the chamber and I felt like no one was even close to my age in the chamber. And I wanted to show other young people that they could be involved in their community and they can do these things now. Um, And so we started Young Professionals. But, you know, that didn't exist. No one told us to do it. We wanted it, and so we did it. We just raised our hand, and we just banged on everyone's door. We were walking down Main Street, hanging up flyers everywhere. We don't have to really do that stuff now, which is good. But, you know, we hustled. We hustled the entire thing with no return on investment promised, nothing. But we just kept hustling with it. So I think if people want to really get involved in their community, they need to just just start. It doesn't matter where you start. Don't go to Facebook and start complaining. That's not it. Go to a board meeting. Go to your village meeting. Have a meeting with your politicians. Um, and then also don't be afraid to talk to people who think differently than you. 
Um, I, you know, I'm very public about how I identify um, politically, but I'll talk to everybody on the other side as well. I want to know why you think I'm wrong. And maybe we can find some sort of middle ground or we can be empathetic to whatever it is that we think and continue working together. I don't think you learn anything from anyone that thinks exactly like you. Um, so sometimes people just get angry and they want to get involved in their community, but they do it from a place of anger. And if you do it from a place of kindness and understanding and empathy, you get the other person to actually listen to you rather than just totally shut you out. Um, so I think people should just start asking questions. That's, that's it. Raise your hand. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's so many things in that that I want to go back to. Uh, yep. The first one, <laughs> yes, that was all gold. So thank you for that. Um, the first thing I think is really just you know what you said about when you see something in your community that you want to change, show up and do something about it. Not yeah. just, you know, a lot of people turn to, you know, using their thumbs and complaining on Facebook about, you know, how annoying it is that this isn't done or that's not done or this should be done better. Mm -hmm. But then that's it as far yeah. as they go. And I, I don't know if a lot of it is, is fear. Uh, I don't know how much of it is lack of self-confidence, how much of it is anger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see a lot of these people who probably would go and do it if there was maybe the encouragement that it's okay, you are welcome and supported. And I don't say that as if you're not doing it by any means, because mm -hmm. I know that you are actively going out and recruiting people to to have that sort of healed mindset. But I look at a lot of the people, and I think it's even more so than sort of our generation, but the generation above, uh, which approach things from a slightly less healed perspective, right? There's yeah. a lot of pent up anger that they never got to release. Uh, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of one sidedness coming in where, hey, you might have a certain political view and that's cool but you can still have that conversation, right? You can still talk to other people about things, find common ground. Um, you know, it, it's not this I am right and you're wrong mentality, which I think a lot of people carry into it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I and I do applaud you for, for creating a space where people can come in and have that conversation. And I look forward to more of that because, you know, like you said, just because you may view this this way and I may view it from this side, like it doesn't mean that we're both totally wrong and complete enemies for life. Like right. there's some common ground that we can find about 99 other topics that we might yeah. agree strongly on. Yeah. Right. And we get to this spot where we're just so diametrically opposed that this person's evil. So that means everything they say must be wrong. Right. And it, it prevents progress. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> I'm so encouraged by this conversation happening in our community that people can actually put that to the side and be like, all right, cool. That's fine if you disagree about this but we all got to come together and do something about this thing. Yeah. Right? And that, that's so incredible. And I, I again, I, I applaud your efforts in standing up and being strong with that because I know it's not an easy place to be and I'm sure it comes with a lot of harsh feedback. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, and it's also okay to change your mind. Um, and I think everybody is afraid to do that. And the, uh, my other co-founder and I, we sit on totally opposite political spectrum, like totally opposite sides of the political spectrum. Um, and we argue, we'll argue, I'll challenge him, he'll challenge me, he'll say, hey, listen to this podcast. And I'll say, no, you listen to this one. And we meet somewhere in the middle. And if we don't, we agree to disagree and we continue working together. Um, but when you're talking about something so local, especially your small community, 
you're going to find a lot more common ground than you think. Um, but, you know, everybody thinks so far outside of here, and it doesn't even have to be outside of New York State, you know, like we can make a huge impact right here in our community. We all want safety for our kids. We all want clean communities. Um, and I feel like if we all came together and we stopped fighting about some of those other bigger things that don't really affect us every day, um, you know, we would have way better results. We'd have cleaner communities. We'd have more money for food for people who need it. We'd have so many more things if we could just have those conversations with our neighbors. These people live next to you. Don't be mean to them. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just, that's just what I think. I agree. You know, it's, it reminds me of a, a expression I use a lot. It's, it's not me versus you. It's me and you versus the problem. Right. And I think a lot of people forget that it's, it gets devolved into this, I am right, you're wrong conversation and not, hey, who cares about what you and I think? Let's go focus on fixing this thing. Right. Um, how do you, what do you think like is the first step for someone who might be stuck in that mindset to break free of that? Well, you know, I would just approach someone who thinks differently than you and just say, hey, can we have some coffee? I want to hear your opinion of why that works for you. And then you have to also just think that everybody else might have lived a different life. You know, I don't blame my grandparents for believing in the things that they believe in that I don't agree with. They were, you know, they grew up in a different time. They have a different life experience than I do. We have religious differences. So in their mind, if that's what they want and that's what makes them feel good, I know that I'm not going to change their mind and they're not going to change mine. So I have to choose to still love them and just not talk about those things with them and just be empathetic to the fact that that's all that they know. That's how they were raised. That's all, that's their entire community that they, you know, grew up in and that they surround themselves with. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm, I try and just lead that way, you know, and especially with people that I don't fully agree with, I want to hear your opinion and I'm going to listen to the entire thing with no judgment. And then I might tell you that I still disagree or I might say, okay, I understand why that works for you, but that was not my experience and that's not what I've gone through. Um, and so I feel differently about it. That's not what's important to me. I have totally different values and, and you know, things that are important to me than you and that's okay. Um, you know, I don't fault you for it. We just are coming from different places, so yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing that makes a community what a community is, right? Yeah. So everyone's got this slightly different perspective and slightly different opinion, but we all share one same thing in common, right? We all live in the same area and mm -hmm. we all wish it were better. And all of right. us can contribute in some way, shape or form. And I think when you allow people to kind of find their gift, find their individual way to contribute and encourage that, what a beautiful place it is. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think it's it's really a matter of allowing people that space to be who they are and not fault them for, yeah, these might be your opinions or your viewpoints because that's how you've been raised or treated for the past 80 years. Right. But that doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean we can't set that there and then have this conversation over here. Right. So, yeah. Right. I agree. Or say like, hey, that worked at a different time. This used to work but let's re-examine it again because now there might be new ways. Um, you know, so like the same thing, right, with like young professionals, you know, we wanted to fight with our chamber about taking credit cards. Something that for us is like, hey, why don't you take credit cards? I don't understand. 
But, you know, for an industry or a company that's been open for 90 to 100 years, every single thing that you do to change is a battle. Um, you know, so they're not bad, but we were like, all right, we're just going to start young professionals ourselves and we're going to take Venmo um, and it's going to be great. We're going to make more money than you um, respectfully. And we've done that, <laughs> um, you know, and we had one time they wanted to take like a small fee from our account um, during pandemic. And we were like, hey, instead of taking the small fee from our account, we're going to do an entire drive-in movie theater event for you and we're going to donate a hundred percent of the funds and we did that and we donated you know eight thousand dollars to them for the chamber during the pandemic they were taking care of a lot of businesses in the area um you know but we have the power of numbers and we use technology and we use systems and we use social media all of our resources together to do more for the community so but it was about i laughed a little bit when you first started saying that, because my wife just walked by and, and it's one of her triggers when someone says, well, that's just the way we've always done it. So that's the way we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And like, no, that's not the way. Like, just because you've no. always done it that way doesn't mean that's the right way. Right. So, yeah. And when you're always just in your circle and you're only talking to people that think exactly like you, you have other people that are saying that to you in your head. Well, that's how we've always done it. And then, you know, you think that that's okay. But when you surround yourself with innovators and people who are hustling and writing the book on their industry, there that doesn't exist. You know, I picked an industry that doesn't fully exist. I'm a stretch coach. Nobody knows what that is. It's a new thing. Stretching is not new, but being a stretch coach is new. So, you know, I'm writing the book on it. I'm not sitting in rooms with people who do not innovate. At one point, I did think that I wanted to be the mayor, and then I thought about the wood paneling and the smell of the wood paneling in the building, and I was like, I can't do it. It is not a place of innovation. It won't work. So, but you can have power in your community through business. So that's the way that I'm going. That's true. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's such a good point, too, especially when you look at what a lot of these Facebook groups or, or small social networks have become is just this echo chamber where you're surrounded by people who share that same common viewpoint. Yeah. Right. And so you, you become entitled thinking that you are correct in that viewpoint and everyone else is wrong because the seven people you're surrounded by what the right. algorithm feeds you because it's what you engage with. You all must be right. And everyone else is totally crazy and wrong. So right. it's, it's so important to get out of that and physically right. step into your community to see what's going on and meet real people right. with an open mind. And I think the spaces that, that you're creating and providing for people to do that and kind of pioneering in that is such an important thing, especially as we continue to like get more locked into thinking social is the way, right? right. Social mm -hmm. is great, but yeah. in person, right? When you're having real relationships and not letting the filters kind of get in the way of what you think reality is. Right. Yeah. No, 100%. I agree. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So I've got two questions for you, if I could. Um, question number one, if you and I, this is the last time we speak, and you've got one bit of wisdom to impart on me for the rest of my life, what would that piece of advice be? Um, oh, man. Ask a million questions. Curiosity, I think, is definitely a key to my success. If I don't know how to do something, I want to find out. I want to learn more about it. And as I do that, I find out if it's for me or if it's not. 
Um, and I think that you can definitely gain skills that way by just exploring. Some of the things that we teach our kids um, at Young Professionals is that we believe that they are supposed to sit in the chair that they're supposed to sit in. And if they don't, if they bottle themselves down with student loan debt and other things like that, they cannot go explore all the seats that they're supposed to sit in. So we always tell them, ask questions and find out what is for you and what's not. And if you hate it, good, don't ever do it again. But if you love it, now you found something that you're going to be passionate about and what you're supposed to do in your life. That's it. Matt, such good advice. And I think like <laughs> to a degree, yeah, I mean, not to a degree, you're 100% right. Because people, they'll sit in one seat and they'll be like, all right, this is comfortable. I'll take that seat. Yeah. And then that's it. That's the only seat you're ever sitting for the rest of your life. Right. But you really got to get out there and try things. And I think asking questions and not being afraid of the answer and not being afraid if the answer is no sometimes. Like, hey, no, this is not for you. And not right. being ashamed that you failed or you're the worst. But right. yeah, being willing to just accept the answer for what it is and then go try another seat. Right. Yeah, 100%. So good. So good. Um, all right, last question. It wouldn't be the No Half Cake podcast if we didn't bring it back to cake at some point. So I'm going to ask your favorite type of cake. What would that be? Oh, man. I'm going to go with a strawberry cake for sure. Those are always my favorite. One time my like mom got me like- a strawberry shortcake? Yeah, like a strawberry shortcake or like a strawberry ice cream cake. Those are like my favorite. I want the fresh strawberries on top too. All of the things, all of the fixings. That's what I want. <laughs> all right. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, cool. So if there's a way for someone to support you uh, or support things you're doing or, or kind of get back in touch with you, what would that be? How can someone kind of support all the things that you're doing for good? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I answer fastest on there. I am stretch with mom or stretch Long Island or Patriot Young Professionals. I'll answer any of those. <laughs> awesome. Well, I thank you tremendously. And uh, I personally got a lot of value out of this conversation and I'm so stoked to just even personally go out and contribute in any way I can to this because knowing that there are other people who are out there with this level of, of open-mindedness and passion and just service is so awesome. So again, thank you and honor to you for being that person and for leading that charge and, and just giving people an example of what's possible. I'm honored to share a community with you. And uh, just again, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. <laughs>